I'm Melanie Walker and chatting with my favorite <clears throat> SA person who lives in France at the moment, Jenny Baxter. How are things over in Antibes? Hi, gorgeous Melanie. Everything's really well here. We just managed to avoid another heavy lockdown. We're still on the curfew, six o'clock, but we have the most fabulous days and it's, it's all good here, thank goodness. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. Now, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff happening here in South Africa. I'm sure that you're dying to know about some of it. What questions do you have for the people overseas who want to know what's going on back home? Big news this week is obviously your State of the Nation address. And I think a lot of us would love to know just how big is it? Do you all watch it at home? It almost appears like it's the Oscars this year. It'll obviously be different, I'm presuming. What is everybody expecting from President Ramaphosa? Is it as big in South Africa as it appears to be? I don't think I've ever watched one. Um, I've only ever seen the pictures that come up of the, the dodgy fashion that people sometimes wear. I do believe that they're spending a lot less money on it, which I think is a positive. Hopefully we're going to get a lot of answers. The, the Zondo Commission as well. Is that something that you guys kind of binge watch or is it just happening, you know, in the corner and every now and then somebody does something outrageous or admits something? I mean, I think we've all been really entertained and shocked by how many of the rumors were actually true of the corruption that was that was going on and that thank goodness is getting sorted out. That does remain to be seen, especially when the uh, pictures on the front of the newspapers were pictures of um, Jacob Zuma pushing up his glasses with his middle finger. Um, I think that pretty much said it all for all of us. So we'll see what comes out of it. So hopefully they do set a precedent and say, right, we've actually had enough. There will be no more corruption and you're going to jail. We'll wait and see though. And you know, you know the, the picture of Zuma. Are you sure that that isn't an old picture? Because I remember a very similar photo. Unless he just does that a he lot. He does it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about jail and everything, did you see this week that Oscar Pistorius has been told that he can actually get out 500 days earlier because he had already served those 500 days? How's the reaction been to that? I don't think it's a big story here. You know, For me, I never followed the Pistorius case right from the very beginning because the way I saw it was there's only one person who knows what happens. Okay, That's he's so the only true. person. It may have been the way he said it. It may have been deliberate. Who knows? The only person who actually knows is him, and he has to live with the consequences of his action regardless. So I, I just decided not to even have an opinion on it. I did the same, and we were really lucky because Suzanne Brenner came on board. You know, she used to be the editor of Darling Magazine, and, um, and so she took over doing that and just summarizing for us once a week what was important to know mm. without, without all the clouded stuff. But, you know, I knew a guy, his family actually moved into Oscar's house after Oscar left, but they didn't know. They were, they were from overseas, and um, nobody was renting the house. And they were shown around, you know, their business was showing them all these properties, and they had heard how fabulous South African homes were, and they weren't really seeing anything that they liked, and they said, have you got anything else? And so finally, this agent took them to this fabulous place, and they fell absolutely in love and said, okay, we'll take it. And, um, and, only, and only discovered afterwards why the price was so good, because nobody else had wanted it.
Oh, they should get in on the action and start charging people to come and look at the house of notoriety. <laughs> Probably one day in the future it'll be like that. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, okay, another big thing that seems to be going on and that's been really popular on SA People this week, all the videos of the dams that, you know, thank goodness are now 100% full. Amazing to see the Vol Dam, which was so empty, you know, just mm. in, in December. So we've had loads of, of visits to the site to see those videos and to just celebrate the good news that water restrictions are hopefully on hold for a little while and you can actually bath without feeling guilty. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, for me, the be the best one is being seeing all these videos um, that Getaway have put them out and of Ohrabis because, of course, like sometime during last year, there was not even a trickle coming down through the Akrabi's Falls at all. So seeing that back up again has been fantastic. You know what has been a little bit upsetting for me, though, is that the main video that's been going viral is from 2011. And oh, I dear. just think, why do that? So they started it last week. And meanwhile, we had people sending us the real photos last week. Mm. And it was nowhere near full this week. It is, and we now have some real video footage. Well, load shedding, yeah, I mean, there's, it's been a bit confusing. People, they went and changed all the different kind of blocks, whereas before you might have been in block 1B, all of a sudden now you're block 2, and then they changed it from a four-hour to a two-hour, which I think is going to put a lot of strain on our aging infrastructure. But, but is this staggered? So if you're getting it at 10 o'clock, are there other people that are getting it at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 yeah. o'clock? Absolutely. And then does it rotate for you so that you don't get it at 10 every night? Yeah, it'll change from different times, but usually we'd have it twice a day if they implement it. So like on the weekend, we had it in our area from 8 until 10.30 in the morning and then from 4 until 6.30 in the evening. The wonderful thing, of course, is that we, we have all these amazing podcasts that we can actually download. And then you just listen back to them and hopefully, I mean, you've got your solar powered lights, which have been fired up and then you can charge your phone on your, your, that little solar power thing. So I, I sit there quite happily listening to podcasts, crocheting, <laughs> sound like an old lady. <laughs> but there's a lot that, I mean, for two hours, it's not a big deal. You can do without TV for a couple of hours. Your phone, if you know it's coming, you charge everything up, you charge your lights up, you charge your phones up. I think it's a lot less intrusive in the smaller blocks. Sounds almost fun, <laughs> but I'm not quite jealous yet. <laughs> no, no, don't be. What stories have you had that have been popular on SA People over the last week? In the Northern Cape, um, there were some villages that were actually isolated. You know, nobody could reach them because it was flooded. The army went in, helicoptered in with food packages and everything. And the Northern Cape Premier was there on Sunday helping hand out food parcels and whatever. So, so that was really popular. And then a beautiful thing that was just launched yesterday, Pick and Pay have got behind, you know those lovely colorful huts in Musenberg, on mm -hmm. Musenberg Beach? You always see them in the advertising, even overseas, you know, we see them and they sort of represent South Africa like Table Mountain does. And there's 36 of them and they're kind of in disrepair, falling apart, really dangerous, windows, doors off, etc., etc. And there's this gorgeous photographer, Angela Gorman, who took it on last year. And she's got all the businesses around to start helping and people volunteering their time to start trying to refurbish these huts because otherwise they're mm. just going to be knocked down. So now Pick and Pay got involved. Angela yeah. was given special permission to go and take a photo of the huts 
so it's really beautiful because there's nobody on the beach um, and there are these huts and the white sand and pick and pay have put them onto a recyclable bag you can buy nationwide it's not at every store but it's at many stores mm -hmm. you can buy this bag and by buying the bag you are then supporting the huts and i think this will help at least two huts get refurbished oh fantastic they want they want to finish all 36 by the end of this year that's their yeah. target excellent yeah, i'm so, glad to so hear that that was really popular then there are these amazing guys who are just making such a difference in south africa the one is a professor at nelson mandela university dr Kralen, and last year he actually was nominated for a worldwide award for gaming in paris and then and then they couldn't go because suddenly lockdowns and everything happened at the moment what he's doing is he has these workshops for teachers around the country who either they don't have access or their students uh, or their school children don't have access to computers and they've got to teach them computer coding but without computers. Um, Dr. Kraling has developed this brilliant workshop that gets kids so enthusiastic and teaches them about computer coding without using computers. But hang on, most of us learned to do computer coding back in the days without computers, back in the good old days of Hansel and Pritchard in the sort of mid 80s when we didn't have computers to work on, but we had to learn how to code. <laughs> Hundreds of teachers taking part, so it's really, really making a difference there. And then there's, there's this guy, Jeff, at um, Johannesburg Libraries, who's very, very passionate about everybody, from children to seniors, using their libraries. So during lockdown, they were really innovative, and they came up with you know, different campaigns, um, including one where they got, it was a competition that they ran, where younger children, up to teenagers, taught older people, their grandparents, how to use social media, computers, etc, etc. And so in that way, they bonded the generations together and they found a way that young and old could stay connected and not feel so isolated. It was really beautiful and, um, and it's been recognized as uh, their innovation. They got a global award last week. That was really popular. Ladysmith Black Mombasa, I don't know if you've heard, they're doing a concert on Saturday. Well, it goes live on Saturday, it premieres mm -hmm. on Saturday and it'll be up until the end of the month, I think, or until the 20th of February. There's a concert group in America, which is actually run by a South African expat. He started about 16 or 17 years ago with Ladysmith Black Mombasa in Boston doing a show. And every year they do the show, you know, and are mm -hmm. really, really popular. This year they can't do it. So what they're doing instead is they're in their homeland, near to Durban. It's a beautiful setting. So for any expats watching, you know, it's the magnificent South African countryside. And it's Ladysmith Black Mombasa lifting everybody's spirits and reminding everybody about live music. And people are getting pretty excited about that. And we'll have some more videos on that this week. Very excited that um, Lloyd Harris, uh, you know, the young tennis player, Mm -hmm. He's made it through to round two at the Australian Open, which is his first time ever. I'm really excited about that. Last year, I was actually in Australia and got to watch him and Kevin Anderson, obviously, playing in Brisbane. I'm really, really excited for him that he's making headway, though sadly mm -hmm. Kevin Anderson is out. 
All right, well, what's coming up? Um, I know that uh, you, you get a lot of videos from people, not just here in South Africa, but people overseas as well. And I mean, I, I, everywhere I look on all my groups and everything, I just see people in the snow. <laughs> and I, I, I look at this and I think snow, very strange concept for me. I haven't seen it since 1981 when it snowed in Johannesburg and it wasn't really a proper snowfall, but still. So what, what, <laughs> what is going on on the site? There are lots of people sending in snow pictures and snow videos and inevitably it's somebody running around barefoot in the snow with his shorts on because he's South African. You know, and of course saying dislaka, dislaka and teaching their young children. We've got lovely photos. There's one that we'll be posting later today, which somebody sent us yesterday, and they've got their bri on it, on the side, they've got exactly how many kilometers it is to Johannesburg and how many kilometers <laughs> it is to Cape Town. So us expats never forget home and never forget the way home. You sent me something through about, uh, about the rhino having a new calf. And I mean, that's just amazing that we're starting to rebuild, hopefully keep oh. them safe as well, the rhino population in South Africa. Sadly, there are a lot fewer rhino in the Kruger than they used to be, mm -hmm. they admitted last week. This story is particularly beautiful because Dr. William Falds, who is a wildlife veterinarian legend, absolute legend, he, you know, he, he feels with the rhino, he's not just a doctor. And he worked so hard to save this particular rhino who was a poaching victim and, you know, who nearly died. And he managed to save mm -hmm. this rhino. And she has now had at least two calves. It, it might even be more. But the second one was just born a couple of weeks ago. It's a beautiful story of humans doing good things. Another story that I just must mention again is what's happening in Senegal. You know, what the people in that town have done is such a shining example for the whole country, the whole world. Last year, we watched and, and everybody was fearful that there would be civil war breaking out. The people there decided, no, we're going to have a bribe. We're going to talk about this. And they were advised to start a project and unite the people like that because you can't negotiate and talk when both sides are angry. Rather have a united purpose. Through that, you realize that you all care about the same things and you all add value. And it's been amazing. They've been cleaning up their town. Uh, this week, I just burst into tears because there was a photo of um, two guys who are unemployed. They were out there filling potholes. They didn't have the right tools. As the person who posted the photo said, they are making a difference. They didn't wait to have everything before trying to make a difference. You can just make a difference just by turning up. All sounding fairly good. Um, what I'd like to say, though, for all of the expats who might be missing um, out on the music which is coming out of South Africa, and there's a lot of artists that they will remember from back in the day, the Cindy Alters and people like that. If they want to hear interviews, podcast interviews of um, really great musicians and people involved in the arts here in South Africa, you must get along and listen to Shotgun Story with Shotgun Tori. Can't wait to listen. Thanks for having me this week. And we'll catch up with you again next week. Take good care, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.